Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. The Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. I'm Joel along with Mike. We do this thing every week, over 14 years now with the Growing in Grace podcast. Thank you for coming along. Uh, it's just it's very odd for me to even think about that. We've talked about this before. We won't spend too much time on this, but just how we never even dreamed that we would be doing something like this. And here we are now, <laughs> having gone 14 years. You know, that's how long, what was that? Paul said 14 years he went up to wherever he went. I mean, after he had received the revelation of the gospel. He didn't speak to anybody, and then he went 14 years. Anyway, that's a long time. That's a long time that we've been doing this. Probably in podcast land in general. Like, if you talk, about, if you think about any podcast that's out there, you're not going to find too many podcasts who have gone 14 years. <laughs> so it's amazing what the Lord has done with this thing. Yeah, I think we were just a little bit ahead of the curve on that, the way things played out. Now you, you see podcasts are kind of popular in, in many different formats. I see even many people that we're familiar with on, on national news channels doing their own podcast on a special podcast channel. Right. So, yeah, we've, we've been doing it long before any of that got rolling. Yeah, they're just imitating us. <laughs> <laughs> they're following us. <laughs> I think that's what's going on right there. <laughs> no doubt. Which takes us into our conversation for today. Exactly. Uh, I, I think sometimes um, we Christians, uh, many of us, get caught up with the talking points. I, I saw somebody on social media the other day talking about some things uh, in an argumentative sort of way that might not line up with how we think in, in the gospel of grace. And um, I was thinking back to, man— this this is bringing back memories because as long as we've been doing this podcast, we came into uh, the grace revelation, if you will, uh, many years even before that. So it's been almost a quarter of a century for Joel and I since we've been walking in this um, this unconditional love that God has demonstrated through Jesus Christ. We were Christians before that, but it was uh, around 1994 where we started to to gain a, a new and fresh understanding of what the gospel really is. And we're still learning and growing, of course. It will always be that way. But but I was hearing these talking points, Joel, where I think, oh, man, I used to say some of these things. And <laughs> and the thing is, they, they say them, and they'll quote their scriptures, you know? They'll, they'll quote scriptures, which reminds me, Joel, don't let me forget, and I'll say this in front of everybody, I, I think sometime we ought to just do a podcast on uh, Bible believers. There's another catchphrase for you. Hmm. I mean, who isn't in Christianity who who doesn't call themselves a Bible believer? Well, I believe in the Bible, but we all disagree on so much of it, right? So uh, that might be something to try to dissect sometime. Hmm. So there's these talking points. And one of these talking points is we or I am a follower of Jesus. How many followers of Jesus do we have in the building here today? It, sometimes it's just used casually. It's built into the conversation. It's it's just become, you know, secondhand language to us to, to call ourselves followers of Jesus. And I'm just not really sure 
that that's an accurate identity of those of us in this new covenant who are in Christ. And so we want to break this down just a little bit today. I'm not trying to come down on people who insist on calling themselves a follower of Jesus, but maybe we should just think about it a little bit more. Yeah, it'd be a good idea. Like you say, I mean, to some people, this might just be a matter of semantics. It's just semantics. Uh, but you know, and so like you say, we're not going to be raising a big fuss about this. That's that's never our intention anyway. But this is something that we have come to, uh, that's come into our hearts as something that's important, at least. And so we like to talk about this and, you know, this whole idea that when people were with Jesus, like in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus had many followers. He had disciples. He had people who actually physically walked with him and followed him. They followed his earthly ministry. They were with him every day, or um, at least for large chunks of their life during that short period, during that short three-year period. Some of them walked away. They're like, I can't do this thing. I can't. <laughs> it's hard being a disciple of Jesus. It's hard being a follower of Jesus. And they walked away because Jesus said some things that were very difficult for them. So what does it mean in this day and age, if we're going to say we're a follower of Jesus, I mean, what really does that mean? Do we try to do the things that the disciples and the followers did as we read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? You know, Jesus said, do these things and don't do these things. Uh, Like, you know, he sent out some disciples and he said, don't go the way of the Gentiles. This is just one example. Uh, Do we not go the way of the Gentiles because that's what a follower of Jesus doesn't do? Or or what? What would it even mean if we were to be followers of Jesus? And then uh, something, Cap, that you have brought up in your book, Clash of the Covenants, and on the podcast many times and probably in blogs, is this whole idea that if you look in the scriptures, in the New Testament scriptures, you will see that word followers, and you will see the word disciples. But if you read after the book of Acts, Paul and the other apostles never actually called anyone a disciple or a follower of Jesus. And so that I think that tells us something. Uh, so that, anyway, just some thoughts to get us going here on the on the podcast this week. Yeah, um, I, let me just pull this out. You, you mentioned uh, the book Clash of the Covenants. Let me just read a, a a little snippet from a paragraph here. To follow, here, here it goes, to follow implies taking some sort of action of one's choosing. And let me stop right there. You see, because the, the word follow, the one that we're mostly seeing in the Bible, mostly, is a verb. All right, so that that's just a, an indication that it may not really have anything to do with how we should identify ourselves because it's an action thing. It's not a noun. It's it's an action thing. It, it, so it, taking action of one's choosing. All right, back to the book. Uh, this isn't necessarily a bad thing, uh, but the point is that it doesn't define you as a new creation in Christ because your identity is not based upon right doing, but right being. Those who were called followers of Jesus as he walked the earth would accompany him from place to place. You are not identified as just a follower of Jesus. You're a child of the living God being led by his spirit. What's the difference? Check out a Greek lexicon and discover that to be led suggests being guided or carried, and it implies the spirit of life now leads by accompanying you. 
uh, in Romans chapter 8. And he will be there to help direct your path. But regardless of which direction you decide to go today, he will always be with you. And so there, you can kind of see the difference there between the leading of the Spirit in our lives as we are in union with him, one with him, guided by him, accompanied by him. See, there's some differences there. Uh, maybe you could call them subtle differences, but there are some differences between that and the followers that are defined in the Bible who were actually, literally, physically following Jesus from place to place. And I think another important thing to uh, to point out here, Joel, is that out of all of the places where the Greek word for follow, which also in, is interpreted in English Bibles as followed, following, and follows, uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of scriptures, almost all of them are in the four books of the Gospels because it's referring to people who are literally following Jesus physically. So I'll turn this back over to you, Joel. But if you if you were to ask most Christians today uh, who define themselves as a follower of Jesus, just because it's it's just a it's just a natural thing for people to do within religious circles, ask them what do you mean when you say you're a follower of Jesus, and and listen to their answers. I think you'll be surprised at how they define themselves. Yeah, I think I think you probably would. There's probably a lots of different ways that that people uh, define what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And I don't know if there's anyone that has really nailed down what it what it exactly means in in today's Christian world. And so I think you hit on something important there that it's a it's an action word that doesn't really even define our identity. It doesn't define who we really are in Christ. The beautiful thing about life in Christ is that no longer are we followers. You know, we're not called followers. He is in us and we are in him. It's a new and living way, as the book of Hebrews calls it. It's something that has never been before. You know, before you had, again, you had Jesus physically came as a man, came as a baby, grew into a boy and into a man, and had some disciples and people who followed him where he went and followed his ministry and took instructions from him during that earthly ministry, which we've talked about many times on the podcast as a ministry, mostly an old covenant ministry to those people of Israel who were under the law. Nowadays, Christ has been resurrected. We've been raised together with him. We're one spirit with him. And he said, Jesus actually said, speaking of the future, when he was walking on the earth, he said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. So yes, Jesus in spirit is in us, and we're in him, but he, but if, if we're following him, or if we're trying to WWJD, you know, what would Jesus do? He's saying, we're not going to do all the things that he did. We're going to do other things. We're going to do greater things. So how can that be possible if we're following him, if we're copying him or, or trying to see what he would do? Uh, because really, what we have here is a life where we're in him, and he is in us, and it's it's a brand new life. Yeah, I mean, the the disciples and others who followed Jesus, guess what? The following ceased. They stopped following. <laughs> when did that happen? At the cross. Remember over and over again, sometimes Jesus would say, if you're going to follow me, you're going to end up having to carry your own cross. And so what have we done today in our religious circles with that? Oh, we're supposed to carry our own cross. No, Jesus was trying to reveal something to those who were following him, including his disciples. 
And, and he was telling them, you can't go where I'm going. You won't be able to do this. You won't be able to maintain your discipleship. The following would cease at the cross. They would hit a brick wall right there. So that that's what happened. The, the following ceased at the cross, and they but they would be relocated to something new and better, being led by the Spirit, like what we were talking about before. So we today, in a new covenant in Christ, we're not just mere followers of Jesus, as though we're lagging behind while trying to advance our position in him, trying to get closer. We're in him always and forever, and we're, we're in this place of, of fellowship and, and perfection, and we've been given the gift of righteousness. And, and so um, those are just some things to think about the next time you decide that you want to identify yourself as a follower of Jesus. I, I think it's even better than that. Yes, indeed, and if only people knew how much better? Well, we'll be talking a little bit about that, in a sense, next week. Last week, I had mentioned that in the coming weeks, we would be talking a little bit about the law. So we'll get started on that next week. Paul says, the law is not of faith. So we'll be talking about that and how you can live a life of faith apart from the law. I mean, by definition, if you're going to live a life of faith, you've got to live it apart from the law because the law is not of faith. So we'll be talking about that and some other things as well in the weeks to come. So keep on coming back to this website, growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.